Welcome to Comics in Christ. My name is Michael Davis. And today on Comics in Christ, I'm going to steal from a sermon that I did at my worship center. I, I know I promised you guys that this would become primarily going back to doing uh, the standalone conversations on here. This podcast is important to me, but the world keeps getting busy, and I use a pop culture, cultural reference in this that's very important to me, and I want to share it with you, my friends on Comics and Christ. To do that, and I don't read the scripture in the sermon, so I'm going to read it to you, and then we'll pick up on the sermon. It's from Luke chapter 12, verses 22 through 40. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, or what you will wear. For life is more than food, and the body is more than clothes. Consider the ravens. They do not sow or reap. They have no storeroom or barn, yet God feeds them. And how much more valuable are you than birds? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? Consider how the wild flowers grow. They do not labor or spin, yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If this is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into a fire, how much more will he clothe you, you of little faith? And do not set your hearts on what you will eat or drink. Do not worry about it. For the pagan's world runs after such things, and your father knows what you need them. But seek his kingdom, and these things will be given you as well. Do not be afraid, little flock, for your father has been pleased by giving you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Pro provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out, a treasure in heaven that will never fail, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, your heart is also. Be dressed, ready for service, and keep your lamps burning. Like servants waiting for their master to return from a wedding banquet, so that when he comes and knocks, they can immediately open the door for him. It will be good for those servants whose masters find them watching when he comes. Truly, I tell you, he will dress himself to serve will have them recline at a table and will come and wait on them. It will be good for those servants whose masters find them ready, even if he comes in the middle of the night or towards daybreak. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let the house be broken into. You also must be ready, because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. Please enjoy this conversation about my hero, Harry Chapin. And thank you for joining Comics in Christ. I want us to think about what it means to be service-minded today. Every hero that has existed in my life 
has represented some form of being an agent of change for other people. Heroes, true heroes that have taken time to display through action and deed what it means to think outside of ourselves, to interact with, and to care for other people. We look at this scripture, and this whole scripture talks about a preparatory process to be ready to go out and be servants. It starts with having a teacher and a creator who's willing to equip us with the knowledge, equip us with the strength, equip us with the ability to be the ones who step out to be the caregivers. Now, again, I still only use the little shorter section of the scripture, but in this narrative, we go all the way back to verse 20. We look at this eye is on the sparrow moment that we have a God that gives us everything that we need. We may not get everything we want, but we get what we need. As I brutally butcher quoting the Rolling Stones, but that's reality. And if we can see in our lives, if we can stop for a moment and breathe and collect the reality and see what God is gifting us, then we can see how it becomes a part of who we are, and then we can go out and share it with other people. I'm going to talk to you about two individuals, two heroes today who lived their lives to do that. I want to talk about Harry Chapin for a moment because Harry Chapin is my hero. He is a person that I think very frequently, if you look at my Facebook page, if you follow my pa Facebook page, here in about an hour and 19 minutes, an hour and 15 minutes, I better know what time it is or I'm going to be late. Here in about an hour and 15 minutes, you're going to see a post that says, hey, I'm at Brother Benno's. What would Harry Chapin do? And my answer is always the answer to what would Harry Chapin do. It's something that's always active and it's something that's always about someone else. And to have that reality in my life, to have seen this living, breathing soul that exists within my time frame. And to follow those footsteps. It's a challenge to go out and to do the things that I really care about. But that journey cannot be done properly or efficiently without a time of preparation. It's that entire conversation that exists within this scripture in Luke chapter 12. We have a moment that we are being given things that are preparing us for what's next. For Harry Chapin, it was a worldwide journey and seeing how poverty exists throughout the world. Before Harry Chapin became a well-known um, one-man, one-guitar folk rock guy, he was a documentarian. And he went to Africa. He went to film a boxing movie called Universal Champions. And as he was there filming this boxing movie, he was standing in a place 
that his eyes were open, his ears were open, his emotions were receiving a reality. I come from a place that everybody can get whatever they want at any moment is there. Food, water, snacks, we all weigh too much. We have more than we need. But now he's in this environment and he is beginning to see the stretch of what we now called food insecurity and how it's harming other people. He's beginning to receive the knowledge and he begins to learn and to study and to understand more deeply that need so we can go out and talk about it. But there's another thing that's happening in this early part and exists in these early sections of this Luke chapter 12 scripture is he's not just being prepared with knowledge. Harry Chapin is also being prepared with a gift in which to impart that knowledge to others. Harry Chapin was born in a, a musical family, and music was always a part of their family. There, there was also a Chapin family catchphrase, a Chapin family challenge that we don't care what you do, go out to be the best at doing it. And Harry Chapin used to make a joke that you could be a, a kazoo player, or a, a yo-yoist. But if, if that's what you are, you go out to be the best at it. And to be in this musical family, his dad, his dad Jim was a jazz drummer. His brothers, Tom and Steve, were guitarists and piano players. And and Harry became a piano player, a guitar player. And you have this place that within his family dynamic, he is being prepared with a gift to use that becomes his tool to take this knowledge of a need that he has been experiencing to go out and share the world about it, but not just share it with others, but to truly do something about it we look at the scripture and i think about the necessity that we really do need to be fully prepared for what we do now that exists in the end scripture too it talks about we get to these places that we are fully prepared and then we're waiting to respond to the master but we'll get to that but we need to be willing to be fully prepared I don't have the knowledge that Harry Chapin has, but I have the ability to go out and interact with people that have that knowledge and to help them get that message out. When I think about my faith and I think about the things that I advocate for, it's come from a years and upon years of knowledge and gaining knowledge and interacting with others to be willing to use that knowledge to share this is the need and this is what we have to do about it. The willingness to stop and to learn and not just to go out to some big scary place and to do something with no tools to do it. Now I will advocate that we need to be bold and brave and we need to step out and do things that scare us but looking at this scripture as the example 
we also need to prepare for it because if we don't prepare for it, we're going to go out and hurt someone else and probably hurt ourselves. I am getting ready to go do a, a 5K and I realize it's three miles. I, I used to walk three miles every day, but it's been a while since I've walked three miles every day. And I know that if I'm not doing right now the things to get my body back to that place to that I can walk these three miles easily, I'm going to go out there and get hurt. It's the same concept. This whole beginning part of this scripture is about the training preparation process, and it is the acknowledgement that God is hands-on in that training and preparation moments to get us to the place that we can, can step out and do these bold and brave things in the name of Jesus Christ. Before that moment of going to Africa and filming Legendary Champions, Harry Chapin was just another musician who would have still listened to Pete Seeger and would have still been motivated to take care of the plight of the disenfranchised in our world. But what empowered him to do it efficiently was that moment of training and interacting and being in a place that he could learn and grow and understand what he was speaking about. See, in our lives, we're also given some very beautiful mentors. And it's those mentors that begin to shape the way that we see things. As much as Harry Chapin is a hero to me, Pete Seeger was a hero to Harry Chapin. And when you see a person that begins to see a worldwide need, you begin to hear a person that was so loud and so caring and so demanding about equal rights for women and cultures and fighting against segregation and playing his banjo. And in that little frame in his banjo, the, the covering, it says this machine fights fascists and forces them to surrender. A beautiful outcrying of what it means to advocate for others, but... Even that doesn't come without preparation and work. This machine surrounds, surrounds hate and forces it to surrender. So we get to that moment, and then Harry Chapin lives within this challenge. And this challenge is to go out and live what you believe in. To go out and not just be a person that sings a song with the lyrics, if a man tried to spend his time on earth to prove before he dies what one man's life could be worth, I wonder what would happen to this world. It's a person that's willing to go out and live that and display it. That's where we get into the second part of the scripture. We have been the birds of the field, the ones that get their shelter and get their food. And now we move into this moment that we become the active hands and feet of care and being ready to serve. As I talked about on Sunday, not just waiting for the time that God's going to appear, but not knowing how that God is going to appear. Not knowing how or when or the moments that we are interacting with God. Not understanding how or when 
that God has already been to our house and we've cared for him. Not knowing how or when that one individual walks over and says, can you help me? And we're actually helping God. And then we are also becoming the image of God for that person. There's this guy named Bob Geldof. And Bob Geldof is huge in music and especially in musical outreach. Bob Geldof sparked these mega concerts like Live Aid, like Farm Aid. And it's these mega concerts that have been used. Uh, Bob Geldof was very much a part of uh, USA for Africa. It's, it's all these mega concerts that have been sparked with an importance of, of sending out information, acknowledgement that there's this world need, there's hunger, there's famine, there's apartheid. And these huge mega concerts showing the world, teaching the world through musical entertainment that there's needs to be cared for and raising funds to care for those needs. Bob Geldof shared the source of that. Harry Belafonte, who was very much a part of the USA for Africa uh, concert uh, music, We Are the World, shared the source of what sparked that. They both named Harry Chapin. Harry Chapin and Bob Ayers, his friend, Bob Ayers was a a priest who Chapin uh, became quite close friends with, and they worked together to go out and to care for the needs of hunger throughout the world and founded World Hunger Year to fight against hunger, not just in Long Island, but around the world. It founded Long Island Cares together. Harry Chapin Food Bank, all these places, they they sparked together, but they began to percolate this idea on how could they do it on a grander scale. And Harry Chapin had the ear of people like James Taylor, like um, um, Bruce Springsteen, these big name musicians, and he had their ear, and uh, Richie Havens, he had, uh, he was trying to stir up this kind of idea, but it didn't quite happen. And unfortunately, that journey ended on the Long Island Expressway. But others knew of it. Harry Belafonte knew of it. And that beacon became his journey. And that became USA for Africa, We Are the World. Bob Geldof caught wind of it, and that became Live Aid. And Willie Nelson caught word of that, and it became Farm Aid. And it's amazing that we never know how God's going to appear or when God's going to appear, but if when we're willing to participate in carrying the message, we might not actually be there when it's fully revealed but we are still a part of the journey of getting it to where it needs to be. That is a beautiful, beautiful reality about the Scripture and Luke 12. We all exist in places that we've been cared for, that we've been guided, that we have gotten these gifts and these skills. And then we get to a place that we respond to them and use them. 
and then we respond to them and use them, we never know where and we never know when they're going to have the most impact. And then at a time that we might not even be there to see, there's individuals that said, once upon a time, so-and-so said, and now I'm here doing this. It's about feeding and passing on and always being willing to respond because it equips others to be willing to respond as well. Thank you for letting me take this time to talk about my hero and to look at this wonderful life that learned, that applied, and passed on information that's still changing the world today. My name is the Reverend Michael Drew Davis. Thank you for joining me. May the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. God is love. Amen.